Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're here until 11 o'clock taking computer calls, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online. In past shows, we've talked about the whole voting, electronic voting, and all that kind of thing, uh, all that technology. Everyone's trying to figure out how to make our voting machines more secure. And I was listening to someone talk about, uh, I think out of UConn, talking about the fact that our, our scanner systems are near their end of life or useful life. And uh, although everyone agrees that a paper ballot is still necessary, and they do, we want to keep the paper ballot, I would suggest adding one little thing to that paper ballot to help it to be more secure, and that is to serialize them, right? So you can only – if you have 40,000 folks in your town registered, guess how many serialized ballots, 1 through 40,000, you're getting for that town? 40,000. So you can't find twenty or two thousand or three thousand Bridgeport ballots miraculously. Yeah, that would cost more money. Come That's on. fine. <laughs> <laughs> you solve the issue right there, I think, with um, magically finding ballots, um, because you're only going to be printing the amount of numbers of registered voters that you have. You can do a plus or minus for the same days if you wish. But if you serialize them and put them in the precincts individually, no more surprise bundles of ballots that are just showing up. Um, that would definitely help to make our are uh, voting a little more secure. Just a little idea here. I'm not the sharpest tack in the drawer, but um, and it still gives us all the anonymity we need, anonymity we need, because it's just a serialized number on the ballot. Yeah, but then I couldn't cheat. <laughs> just means you can't have more ballots than there are people. You know, no more dead people voting. Um, let's go on to uh, Bill in uh, West Hartford. Hey, Bill. Hi. Um, good morning. Morning. Um, Recently, uh, we got an HP Envy laptop yeah. at your suggestion, and we've been very pleased with it. Oh, great. Um, I had a question. It comes with WebRoot uh, security. Nice. And um, it says that it will secure up to 10 devices. We have a couple of other mm. computers at home now. They're on Windows 7 still. Yeah. And we use Norton through Comcast. Yeah. The, uh, so my question is, should we... Switch over. Yeah. Put them on the web route. Yeah. If the single if the single um, uh, license you're getting allows for that number of computers to be secure, for no additional cost, definitely do it. Okay. Yeah. And should we keep the Norton? No. Too, or no, we, no. 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 Then we can let that go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and one other question. Mm. One one issue that's come up with this is it seems a couple of times when we've tried to get it out of hibernation, mm-hmm. uh, it won't come. It won't wake up, huh? It won't wake up. Uh, we talked to the people at the um, you know, national office there for uh, for uh, HP, yeah. and they suggested that we not use 
let it go into hibernation. <laughs> it's that we have to shut it off every time oh, because funny. it's a solid state, and it, it it does come on quickly, but it's still a pain in the neck. You know, the with the old one, you just close the lid, and it, right. You know, I think you can choose to sleep too, right? Isn't is there? Yeah, yeah, you can sleep. So don't use hibernation. Use sleep. Oh, okay, uh, so there's a way to do that with. Uh, Select yes. sleep only. Yeah. So I thought after a certain amount of time, it automatically goes from sleep to hibernation. Uh, I don't think so. It'll stay in that sleep mode. But Bob had a thought. Have you? Uh, when was the last time you did updates, and how, how are you behind on your updates? Uh, we just did it last week. Because um, okay. there were updates uh, a while back that kind of broke that and made your computer so it wouldn't go out of uh, come out of sleep. And supposedly that's been fixed. The other thing too, Bill, uh, is now I have a high-speed machine as well, solid-state machine. But we recently told you guys that when you shut your computer down, um, when you think you're actually turning it, shutting it off, you're not. Mm-hmm. And what's happening is the machines are kind of going into an automatic hibernation fast boot option. So you also want to look at that. And I can't remember the uh, area where we have to have you turn off the the fast booting, because you want your machine to do a nice full reboot. Mm-hmm. It'll it'll just work better for you. And I would tell you that you sleep over hibernation. They are, they are two different things in most cases. Right, Bob? Sleep and hibernation are two different things. Correct. So avoid the hibernation like they're telling you. They're just saying you don't know how to use it in a nice way, I guess. But that, but it's not. It's probably them, not you. But use sleep, and I think you'll be happy when you do want to sleep it. But do get in the habit of doing a full reboot, and you have to go. We'll put that link up there again as far as how to make sure your machine is fully rebooting, um, uh, f- because it's nice to get your machine with a full reboot. Because a lot of times that you think it is, but Microsoft has kind of tricked folks, and they've put it into a fast reboot uh, setting that is not giving your machine a nice clean, clean reboot. I see. But use use uh, use sleep if you can. Thank you very much. All right, you got it, Bill. Bye. Bye bye. Hibernation's a little too strong, it seems. <laughs> All right, let's go on to uh, Ray in Middletown. Hey, Ray, what's cooking? Hey, how are you guys? Great show. Thanks. Um, yeah, I have a question on my wife's about my wife's smartphone. Now, you know, it's her, so I don't have it all the time with me. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know how often this happens, but. Um, all of a sudden, things just start going crazy on the phone. Numbers typing themselves, uh, text trying to trying to send somebody a tag. Oh boy, no, that's not apps, good. Apps opening up. No, closing, no, no, no. Even when she enters her four-digit code. Oh boy, it's it's typing crazy numbers and stuff. What kind of machine does she have? What kind of it's smartphone? A, it's a Moto G4, the one with the fingerprint uh, scanner. Yeah, I think she's got some sort of malware or it's been hijacked. Your phone should never be doing any of that stuff on its own. Yeah, you know what's weird is because we we both had the same phone. Yeah. And, and the phone before we both had the same phone. It was a Moto G3 before. Mm-hmm. Hers was doing the same thing. She's got an app on there that is malicious. I'm wondering. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. If you looked at my wife's phone, I mean, I, I talk to my wife all, all the time about their, her phone. It's a mess. I, I can't, she can't even find the camera icon on it. It's, it's a mess. I, I, I feel your pain. Oh, my gosh. Um, I, you know, help me make this work, and it takes me 20 minutes to figure out where the app is. Um, but the point is, the, folks put too many apps on their phones, and they don't realize some of the security things they're giving up, like microphones being turned on, location being yeah. turned on. You know, I've talked about the robot, iRobot, the little uh, Roomba robots. For some yeah. reason, that app wants to know where I am all the time. <laughs> why would it, Why would a, a, ro- a, a vacuum robot system want to know where I am? 
No, it should be the other way around. Right, <laughs> right. And half the time the thing has got its bin full and i got to empty it. Um, 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 e- even if I, I reset both phones, it happened to both phones, okay, the three and the four. Yeah. It's happening now. Well, yeah. And I've, and I've reset them both to factory condition. Yes. And and I guess I put probably put the same stuff on there. That's the problem. Before, but I didn't see anything that was crazy. But I'll have, I'd have to look again and maybe do the factory reset again. You've got there's definitely yeah. So it's it's one of those things as far as insanity goes, right? So if you wipe it factory fresh and then restore all the bad apps, <laughs> you're back to oh, where yeah, you yeah. started. Right, right, right. right. Um, it's definitely. I would tell you that you must have a bad app on there. Um, some sort of malicious app, and sadly on on Google Play, there's there's hundreds of malicious apps that are always being found on the Play Store. So there's definitely something I would say on that phone that is malicious. Um, and so if you did a factory reset, you then you go ahead and individually restore or load back whatever apps. Because when you log in as as the user, you should have the opportunity to, to load at what you need rather than restore the whole thing. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah, I, I, I believe I do. Um, okay, but that's now, that's should, creepy. If I put some virus protection on there, oh, good idea. Yeah, I don't think there is anything on there right now. Yeah, you can load. Uh, it's an Android-based system. ESET has a free Android uh, antivirus. You should probably put that on now and run it. It might even show you where the problem is. Yeah, what's it called again? ESET. E S E T. Okay. All right. Great. All right, Ray. Maybe for her, buy antivirus for her. She's a yeah. She's a trouble for herself there. <laughs> I agree. All right. Okay, guys. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, call us back and let us know what you found if you do some scans. Yeah, sure. I will. Okay. Right. Thanks, Ray. Great. Thanks. Yeah. Bye bye. So we're going to step out for a quick break. We got three lines open for you. Eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. We're here till eleven o'clock on this Saturday morning. If you'd like to talk about what's going on in California, where the the legislators in California, the STEM state, right, science. Uh, technology, education, and math state are doing all they can to break Uber, Lyft, and uh, uh, probably DoorDash to any kind of gig economy because they want to make sure those employees, those those people who have chosen to match up their cars to people needing a ride are really employees. But when I was a kid delivering the Hartford Current, imagine if I was paid a minimum wage to deliver the Hartford Current in the 80s. I would think if all those paper boys were paid a minimum wage and benefits – to the Hartford Current, it would be, it would have had its demise a lot faster than it is now because that'd be really expensive to pay some sixteen year old eight bucks an hour to deliver the Hartford Current. Well, vacation days would have been great. Oh I would have gotten God. paid for do, not delivering the and papers. leave. I, I mean, how often does a kid get sick, right? So I would I would contend that the Hartford Current twenty years ago would have been up in arms if they were being forced to make paper boys employees. <laughs> we'll be right back. And we're back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We have one line open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Get online if you have any computer comments, questions, and concerns. Everything we've talked about is posted live over at computertalkwithtab.com, the name of the show.com. And uh, as we found here in Connecticut, everyone's all freaking out about the fact that our rotisserie chickens are going to cost 7.35% more. A luxury tax, as Bob would tell you, on our rotisserie chickens. And it's a big surprise because our legislators are like, oh, I had no idea I was doing that. And the guys in California are trying to make Uber drivers employees, and they're going to break the gig economy in California. And uh, what's your opinion on that? Do you think Uber drivers are employees? These folks are just 
using an app to allow for payment and hooking up a, a passenger with somebody with a car. It'd be almost like Craigslist. If you go ahead and buy something on Craigslist, does does that mean the person who sold the thing on Craigslist is an employee of Craigslist? Oh, so much fraud on Craigslist. I wouldn't do it. Time. No, no, right. But still, I mean, it, it gets ridiculous. And when I was a Hartford Current paper boy, the Current wasn't calling me an employee, and I was driving around in a car at 16, delivering papers all over the town of Windsor. I mean, come on. If, if, if we were considered employees back in the 80s, the Current would be gone by now because <laughs> it couldn't afford to pay anybody to deliver its papers. Let's go on to uh, Bill in Watertown first. Hey, Bill. Yes. Good morning. Morning. Uh, just a quick question for you. Yeah. Um, it may be just rumors, uh, but um, my I have a small business. I've had five or six lines. Yeah. And I was using Optimum for my internet yeah. and I have a, a old phone system and I was using them for that. Mm-hmm. Their rates went up almost $150, $180 a month. Wow. I called them and asked them um, why. Yeah. And they said, well, you were on a promotion. Oh, yeah. Now the promotion is over. Of course. And I said, well, could you give me another promotion and see if you could help me out? And they, they said, just a moment. Let me look. And they came back kind of with a smirk and said, no, there's no more promotions. That's your new rate. Oh, great. And I said, okay, good. So I figured I had nowhere to move. You do. But just happens to be I had ran into Verizon because I was getting a an update for one of my new phones, and they mm-hmm. said, we do phone systems. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, you do? And they said, yes. I said, well, let's talk about it. So they came by, yep. and they're going to be much less expensive, all brand new equipment. Mm-hmm. And then they said, oh, by the way, after the first of the year, you're, you can tell them that you don't need them for your Internet because you'll have 5G, and it's so much faster. And he explained for several minutes about how much better that will be and mm-hmm. how my cell phones will interact with my phones and my business. And yeah. I said, well, okay. So probably next week or the week after, they're going to install the phones in my store. Yeah. And then after the first of the year, we're going to go to 5G. Yeah. So, so far, I'm pretty comfortable with the whole thing. I haven't done anything yet. But the question came up, and I had some rumors about 5G being very dangerous, and I should be very careful about this 5G business. <laughs> right. Can you shed any light on that or at least calm me down a little bit? So I'm not a scientist. Um, but again, this is the same type of scare everyone had about cell phones when they first came out, right? Cell phones are going to give you brain cancer. Cell phones are going to give you brain cancer. Yeah, they kept saying it over and over and over and over again, right? There's always, there's always, it's, you know, people don't get vaccinated because it's going to kill you, right? So there's so many people out there who just are not using science. Um, now, I, again, 5G is going to be using a, a lot more radios in a lot smaller areas. So you're going to see these, these, uh, broadcast antennas all over the place, right? And that's going to produce a lot more RF. But if you think about just sitting where you are now, you've got Wi-Fi RF running around, you've got radio RF, you've got all sorts of RF affecting you. Um, 5G is just going to be another one. And my my opinion is, not being a scientist, that it's, again, probably all going to be fine. Now, our government, right, is supposed to test these things, <laughs> before they go out, right? We're supposed to have these agencies to help make sure this stuff is safe. So I assume, which is probably, you know what that means, uh, the government's going to make sure that this is a safe industry. Um, but even, even, if it's, even if it's not, um, they're going to have to come out ways of sh- to deal with shielding if it becomes something that is a problem because the, uh, the, the benefit of 5G and wireless is the ability to say to these cable companies, go pound sand. and. Oh. Oh, and from what I understand, from what they told me, they are staffing up and that uh, this is the business side of Verizon, mm. that when they get this uh, after the first of the year, they'll, they'll now announce it. 
mm-hmm. that they're going to go out to all of the businesses that have cable for Internet and for phones, yeah. I guess for Internet, Internet, and it's like shooting ducks in a pond. It's just so much faster, so much quicker, and, and less expensive. Well, the key there, uh, Bill, and the less expensive, be careful. So what's going to happen, just like your water bill, you're paid by the CCF, you're going to be paying by the bit. Check your check the proposal. Check with your guy. So, buddy, hey, I'm connected to 5G. If I use more than a thousand megabytes or a terabyte of data, what's my bill going to be? Cell cell right. technology, cellular technology, is the most expensive when it comes to your bills, right? If you use data, yeah. and you're about to use, you're about to consider going to a, a cellular data system. Well, I have phones with them, and I have unlimited data on my phones. Well, it's not unlimited. It's you're paying for it, Bill. <laughs> they throttle you when you get to the limit. By the way. Okay. Well, I appreciate that feedback. I appreciate that advice, and yeah. I am commenting a great deal more about the uh, the five G. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll my see. question is: if you lock, get locked into a contract on this, yeah. Okay, and you decide that it's a lot more expensive than you thought it was going to be. What's it cost you to get out? Yeah. So check that usage of data. That's where they're going to get you, Bill. I promise you. From your lips to my ears, I'm writing it down. All right, Bill. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. That's the biggest problem with cellular wireless is how much they charge you. And those unlimited plans are all have caps. (laughs) All unlimited plans are limited now. (laughs) Exactly. The the firefighters, remember those big firefighters fires that were happening in California and the West Coast? All their phones went dead because Verizon capped their unlimited data. Their unlimited usage was stopped. And these guys couldn't make phone calls while they're dealing with a fire. Very embarrassing. And then magically during the Super Bowl, they actually started showing all the first responders doing all this work and trying to fix their image. It's nothing's unlimited um, unless it is actually unlimited. And actually, there should be some sort of – I'm surprised Tong's not out there here in Connecticut actually fighting for us to say, hey, if it's unlimited, it needs to be unlimited. The word unlimited needs to mean unlimited, not throttled after 50 megabytes, you know? You can you can connect, but we're going to turn on the spigot just a little dribble. You know, you're gonna you're gonna suck your data through a teeny little straw after your unlimited gets to this little point. <laughs> Somehow, so when people's lives depend on it, we're gonna cut you back. Cut you right off on your unlimited plan. They're gonna throttle you back down. Let's try to get this call this question in before we go to the break at the bottom of the hour. What's going on, Dave? Good morning. Morning. Uh, I am having problems with my HP. Yeah. Where I'm getting a 90 B error saying that my fan system is going to shut down. You're overheating. And then you hit the end. Yeah, but it's not. It's not? No, it doesn't seem to be overheating. When I hit the enter, it's fine for the rest of the time, and it doesn't always go on. Okay, so it's a maybe a sensor problem. The sensor thinks you're overheating. Something thinks you're overheating. Have you ever tried? Okay. Is this a laptop? Yes. So we've talked about this. The problem of trying to blow the dust out of the heat sinks and stuff inside a laptop or trouble because you can blow them and f- kind of flop the dust, right, Bob, when you blow it through right. the holes there, and then it flops back. <laughs> when the fan comes on. Yeah. Well, uh, I have opened up the computer bottom. Oh, wow. And I have, I have blown off every wire and everything else, too. Yeah. Well, the and... sensor is still going to come on and fail, it looks like. You could have a failed sensor. Okay. Where you'd have to have uh, HP replace that for you. Okay. So if you go directly to HP, or can I use a uh, computer company, do you think? Uh, maybe a, thir- a little a little part like that might be tougher in a local computer company, but you never know. They might there might be companies out there that do it. We generally don't. We would send it out to HP. Okay. All right, Dave. And thanks for your help. Yeah, you're welcome, sir. All right. So I mean, what are you going to do? The sensor's bad. 
sensor's bad. We're going to step out for a break. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock, and then Dr. Les will be in with Healthy Rounds. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. Two lines open, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. What's your opinion on California legislatures turning all Uber drivers into employees and helping them to go out of business? We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're here till 11 o'clock. So uh, two lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. I did want to bring up another news article I forgot to mention to Bob, too. Uh, but you guys know I don't do any online banking. All right, don't do any. And we've told you why. And uh, here's a story uh, from our, our fine friend uh, Brian Crabb over at Krebs on Security. Uh, New York payroll company vanishes with $35 million. So there's this company in... In New York called My Payroll HR. It was a cloud-based, yes, cloud-based payroll processing firm in upstate New York that abruptly closed and seized operations last week. And after uh, stiffing employees of uh, thousands of different companies with their payroll. So this this payroll processing company, cloud-based payroll processing company, you can read this article, literally transferred, instead of transferring the, the payroll they're supposed to into a holding uh, account that was then processed by a third party. Um, they moved the money elsewhere, and uh, the the company that then processed the third party that tried to process the payroll uh, through took money that they, was out of their pocket and put it into the individuals' accounts. And then the company realized that the my payroll folks never sent their twenty six million dollar deposit, and this payroll processing folks tried to undo literally rip your payroll out of your bank account. And they did it multiple times in some cases. So, Bob, if you got paid in, in, in error because these guys didn't have any money to pay you, they would come in, into your bank account, Bob, withdraw that payment, and they tried it again and double withdraw your payment well, out of your bank uh, account. Well, that's been a standard practice whenever there's an what, ACH transfer. Yeah. If they make it in error, they can pull it back. And Many times, you know, uh, companies make mistakes and they pull back too much money, and then you got to prove that they took out too much money, which is ridiculous. I mean, we've had employees at Tab that have had that happen to them from Tab payroll. Yeah, not from the payroll, but from other things oh. where they pulled out more money than they had, mm-hmm. and then the bank. Like, oh, right, from other them. things. You're, you're not talking about Tab having issues with payroll. You're talking about they the having an automatic the process ACH, ACH yeah. to like a. To like a mortgage or something like Correct. that. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, right. So my point here is this is payroll where the payroll processor then withdrew twice out of the account, taking effectively stealing from the bank account of those people who they screwed up the process on. And I would say that the law should really be in favor of the individual bank account. If somebody puts too much money in your account, obviously you can't spend it. Right. You, if you did, that's illegal, too. Uh, but they should nicely ask you to write them a check and give them the money back. They can't be allowed to rip into your bank account and rip it out electronically. And if you read this article, it should it'll make your hair curl if you have any. I don't. But it will make your hair curl because it is scary what is possible with these automatic payments and how we are just treated as, hey, go ahead, rip in, take what you want. Go ahead. Oh, we made a boo-boo there. Oh, oh, we made an error again. We took out too much. I'm so sorry. And now people went below 
their uh, their bank account balances because well, they, they, they ripped it out. Checks because then checks ripple effect. Then there's fees. And then they pay the fees because yeah. they bounce checks that, you know. So yeah. again, this automatic payment technology is not set up right yet. These banks have too much power against we the people. You know, don't don't give them but access. But this cloud to do this. company just went out of business without telling anybody. Well, the guy they stole the money. Trouble. They didn't go out of business. The the owner literally redirected the deposit to a some pioneer bank. He's he's gone. He's somewhere in a he's on a boat somewhere in the South China Sea. I don't know where he is. So just think of all the money that these companies that used them, this cloud server saved. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. He was around for 12 years. The article is worth reading if you have, have, have ever had any concerns about using automated payment services and banking services. You've got to read this article and you've got to ask yourself why there is not a, a, a firewall between anybody's ability to withdraw from your bank account. You can go ahead and post money in all day long. But if you would like some money back, send me a nice letter. Hey, Eric, I'm sorry. We made a boo-boo. We need to have our we, – we gave you too much. Can you please send us – of course I will. Of course, it would be illegal for me not to. But you can't just rip into my account and take it back because you screwed up. And then you should be the, – the penalty on taking more money out of somebody's bank account should be triple the amount times. that they've pulled at 10 times. Yeah. I mean the, the punishment needs to be massive when you screw up like that. You know, you should not be allowed into people's bank accounts like that, period. De- depositing, fine. And the only, direct deposit, guys, is only a benefit to the banks, right? They get your money faster. Well, that's why they pay you rewards if you go and open up a new account and you have at least a certain number of ACH transfers into your account every they, month. They get that benefit, right? They and they don't money. give us any interest. I mean, you can get more interest from a, a cloud-based bank account than you can from a brick and mortar. But we can go further and further with this. But the whole thing of this... They should not be allowed to do this. Read this article. It will make your hair curl. We're going to go to uh, Ann in Hartford next. Hey, Ann. Hi. Um, I'm going to share some things that have gone on with an Apple phone I have, but then I have some specific questions regarding it. Okay. Um, I had um, a number of things. The last the two callers ago made me think of this, uh, calling you. Yeah. Um, your, your show is great, by the way. Thanks. Uh, one of the first things that ever occurred is that I had an emoji icon show up in a personal text from a family member to me that was a group text. It only came through on my phone, no one else's phone, and she had not sent it. Hmm. The second thing that happened was um, a contact. I was listed as a contact on my own phone. It was all my information, but it was somebody else's name altogether, someone who I happened to know, but someone um, whose information, my information was listed with that person's name. That's weird. I could not, I could not delete the contact called someone within seconds of my calling someone that contact was deleted on my phone um Hmm. i had a text from another family member um supposedly that came through with the word hello written printed sideways on my phone and then um later on when i spoke with the person that person had never sent the text right there's a lot of sms phishing schemes occurring okay I had um, uh, numerous, after speaking with Apple countless times and speaking with California Apple, um, this is well over like 14 types of conversations, um, uh, we had discovered that my Bluetooth on the outside of the phone suggested it was off, but then when they looked on the inside of the phone, opened the phone up, they said it was on, which seemed very unusual to them. Hmm. Um, And then uh, I had... um, after speaking with them, um, I had 
I thought I was all set, and I went to erase countless emails that I had been putting in trash. Mm-hmm. And when I opened my trash, um, I had uh, my my email address was listed as something entirely different. And when I was trying to figure out what the heck it was, I realized it was the initials of an old high school of mine. Okay. When I that and then my two personal emails were listed, one which is shared with someone else, were listed on the same list in my address. Like I had the names of different alums listed, the emails and phone numbers of people, and then my emails were listed on that same list. I thought, well, I would never have done that because I know my own emails. Mm. So I deleted one. The yeah. moment I deleted one, everything changed on the trash list as far as the, my, the contact information from my initial high school to the other email, personal email, when I put it back in and deleted the other. The opposite thing occurred when I deleted both of those um, it almost looked like a, like a light went off in the middle of the list. Hmm. And so I, I wrote everything down, I deleted it, and over the course of the next 24 hours, I had to delete about 150 contacts from my phone because every time I opened up a name, I either had no information or I had incorrect information. Okay. And so it could be I'm a corrupt database. People, I'm sorry? It could be a corrupt uh, uh, contact database in the Apple phone. How? What causes that? What causes data corruption? Yeah. Oh gosh, anything. Uh, it sounds to me like a corrupt contact database. So uh, the records got jumbled. Something happened with your contact manager within the Apple phone. Um, okay. Probably nothing, uh, you know, sinister. Uh, purely okay. just a an app. The folks at Apple are not programmed to tell you there's ever a problem with their software or their stuff. So they're going to be like, "Oh, that's weird." Um, it just yeah. sounds like a uh, some sort of database problem within the Apple phone. I think your your contacts were all damaged or corrupted in some way what causes it is just either bad ram bad bad stick of memory um you know that's what causes stuff like that to happen on any kind of electronic device you can have corruption your, okay your phone could have crashed while you were doing something right I'm sorry, it could have what crashed okay um i had at this at the time the a- apple had suggested i get a new phone <laughs> Yep. And not electronically transfer anything from the right. old phone to the new phone because it's corrupted. So, that so makes sense. I did. I did that. Yeah. Then it, it seemed to me that the same thing started to happen on the new phone. So I literally put the phone down and, and haven't used it in a while. Mm-hmm. And I'm now finally wanting to get back to using it. Yeah. But I don't remember the new security code for the new phone. No. So my understanding is I can go in and they can wipe what little nothing was transferred right. from the old phone to the new phone. So they said they could wipe the phone clean yes. and put in a new security code. Yes. But my question is, can I at some point in time if I find my old security code, can I then put that old security code in so I can go back and get certain information like photographs that I have in the iCloud that I would like to be able to save from the original phone. Ah, so you're locked out of both the local and the uh, iCloud, right? Yeah. The answer yeah. is probably no. Oh. Apple, wow. yeah, Apple prides themselves on the fact that they are secure and do want to, do not want to allow for backdoors and all that kind of stuff. I mean, they've already been very embarrassed with their iCloud hacking. Um, data leaks that are out there. So the answer is probably no. Um, I would believe whatever the Apple folks tell you because once they wipe that phone and its its identity, that account in the iCloud, I think, will be gone because it, you're going to use a different passcode to get in. Now, I'm not 100% sure of this, but I'm pretty sure of this. Okay. I'm guessing. I mean, again, talk to the guys at Apple and gals there and see what they have to say. But Okay. Have you also ever heard of anyone having a FaceTime call come in 
from one phone, which wasn't answered, and then it immediately reverted to a second phone um, of another user. Well, there have been some weird bugs with FaceTime and group FaceTime. I've read some articles about uh, yep. that there was a bug, and actually Apple turned off FaceTime for a while because of some sort of group FaceTime bug that I can recall, but that's all I've ever heard of. Um, okay. Otherwise, anything automatically kicking off is something that doesn't make any sense, right? So. Okay. Uh, um, and one one last question is: How about in? I have I had never ever received any kind of ads in text messaging before. Yeah. And then suddenly I received this very unusual photo and a text message. Yeah. Um, and it uh, I did not do anything to cause it to delete, but suddenly it just deleted. After after mentioning it, to yeah. So a third party. After mentioning it, well, SMS phishing is definitely a problem, and maybe Apple is building it some sort of uh, junk SMS system because uh, people are being texted now with phishing schemes and fake schemes that are trying to trick people. So Apple could be proactively detecting that on your phone, saying, "Oh, this is one of those phishing schemes," and deleting it. That'd be a great service. Trust me, you want that to happen. Because yeah. um, because SMS phishing is is another big problem that we're all going to be dealing with, uh, with okay. texts coming from these you know Social Security Administration saying you're you're going to go to jail because you haven't paid your taxes or texts coming from Apple saying hey click on this link we need to fix your phone and then you're going to put in your username and password and then they're going to have access to everything that kind of stuff's going to happen all the time. Okay, and do you have a source uh, as far if I want to make sure I'm learning how to do whatever security codes needs to, needs to happen and, and just using use of my phone in a more secure manner so nothing might end up happening like this again. Do you have any sources of well, people who do training? or No, uh, nothing on training or anything like that. Uh, again, a corruption is not something you have to be worried about. A corruption is just a failure of the operating system. So I don't think any of the things you discussed have anything to do with a security problem. I think it's just okay. a corrupt contact list. Um, and you're always, no matter what you do for securing your phone, people are always going to try to reach you because you have a phone number. Yeah. And, and so as long as you mark those folks as spam or as something, as I mean, with my Android, I can do all sorts of great things, blocking the numbers of spam automatically, and then that call will never go through. I, do, I assume Apple's doing similar things. Um, I would tell you to talk to Apple. They're, they're the best resource when it comes to how to sec- properly secure their phone. I don't have any training that I could tell you about. Okay. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time. Yeah, good luck, Ann. Thanks, bye. Yep, bye-bye. She seems a little nervous about her phone, um, but I don't blame her, especially if it's acting funky, but I just think that was normal corruption. We're going to step out for a quick break. we got a couple lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab here in Connecticut, where a rotisserie chicken is treated as a luxury and is taxed almost as much as at the rate as a $50,000 vehicle. <laughs> 7.35% tax on a rotisserie chicken, 7.75% tax on a luxury vehicle. So somehow the legislature here in Connecticut thinks that every rotisserie chicken in the pot is a luxury. Food ready to eat is a luxury. Oh, thank you so much, guys and gals. We, we're, we're, we're so glad they're looking out for us, aren't they? Governor it's Lamont a luxury can, can afford it, you know. Oh, my gosh. Uh, let's go on to Jane and Simsbury. Hey, Jane. Hi. Hey, what's up? Um, I am trying to learn to transfer pictures from an old iPhone onto my computer. Uh, you and everybody I know. Okay. <laughs> you know it's, and I'm an Android guy. Um, 
it's not as easy from what I understand on an iPhone as it is on an Android. I can plug my Android into my computer and it goes, hey, I'm a, I'm a hard drive. Go ahead and copy what you want, pretty much. What is it, Bob, on an iPhone? Well, on the iPhone, you have a little pop-up on the iPhone that yeah. says, the device is connected, do you want to allow data? So you click allow, because there's allow or don't allow. That's good that news. That comes up on the iPhone. Now. Then you got to go on your computer. On your computer, it does something similar. So you got to approve it in both places. And then you should see a drive letter? Then you'll see a drive letter. And then you got to navigate well, to where your phone you may see the drive letter on. anyway. It just won't let you see what's on the iPhone. Okay. If you don't say allow. So then you got to go and navigate to the folder where your photos are, which I'm sorry DCIM. I couldn't tell you. DCIM. Okay, there you go. Wait. Where is that? DCIM, Bob says. On the iPhone, when it comes up on that drive, there'll be a DCIM folder. And it's going to show up on the screen on my phone? On your computer, hopefully. Yeah. That's oh, on the computer. You're going to navigate to a new drive letter. It's going to pop up on your computer. Call it drive letter F. It's just like if you plugged in a uh, thumb, thumb drive, drive, except you got to click allow. Okay. So then, you know, the DCIM is your digital camera images. Oh, Okay. And then you just then you should be able to copy and paste those images from your phone to wherever you want to put them on your computer, and then you're going to back them up. And then back up. Right. Okay. Now, if they're supposedly on the cloud and on my phone, does then that I, work the same? Yeah, I get to look at them too. Then and they're in the cloud. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I know. Okay, my son-in-law did that. I don't like the cloud myself. <laughs> So so basically, yeah. So they're the Apple's trying to save you, right? So if you drop your phone in the pool or something, uh, your your data is out in the cloud, right? Yeah. So that means there's a repository of Jane's pictures out on the iCloud, and you should be able to navigate to it. Now I couldn't tell you exactly how because I don't use Apple, um, but you should be able to navigate to the cloud and select the pictures and copy and paste them down to your computer in case. You'd ever want to get them off the cloud because you may not want those pictures out there on the cloud. Maybe there's some pictures that you know you're embarrassed about. I don't know uh, what pictures are taken up there, and um, maybe you want to get them off the cloud. So you would then go to the cloud there, copy them, bring them down to your computer. But I don't know how to do that. Uh, uh, I'm not sure if you have to use iTunes to do that, Bob. Have you ever tried to take pictures off the cloud? No, I really don't put mine up. So, <laughs> all right, we can put a link up here as to how to do it, how to transfer photos and videos from the cloud. Um, of iPad of i of Apple, oh, I can try to do that for you guys. I'm sure there's some instructions you can find, Jane. And then you can decide if you want to keep them out there or not. Because the thing is, Apple's going to automatically back up your computer all the time, sending your pictures up there. So if you if you take a bad picture, it's going to, it's going to go up there automatically. If you don't, whatever pictures you take, it's going to back up if you've told it to. If to the I, cloud. Okay, so I do want it to go back up to the cloud just because of the security if something happens to my phone? Only if, yeah, only to help deal with the fact that your phone is, the word security is a strong word. Only if you have a problem where you lost your phone or dropped your phone in a pool or something like that, you want to make sure you have access to your data. The problem is there are people who will trick access into your iCloud accounts, right? There's so many examples of that, that happening. So the word security is strong. Right. Um, so be careful there as far as assuming it's more secure than it. It's probably more secure sitting on your device because it's encrypted on your device versus sitting up at the iCloud. Maybe they're encrypting it up there too. I don't know. But it doesn't matter. If I can trick trick myself to getting into your account by using phishing schemes, by tricking you into giving me the credential, it's not secure. That's what phishing is all about. Right. That's how the fappening happened. Okay. All right. So I got to go, Jane. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for calling. Yep. All right. I well, thank all you guys for joining us on this lovely Saturday morning. I want to thank you, Matt, for producing. Thank Mike G for putting everything out there out. 
uh, on the cloud over at computertalkwithtab.com. If you follow us on Facebook and like us on Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg deems the newsworthy, our Facebook information will get into your news feed. And I want to thank the Connecticut legislature for taxing our chickens at a luxury rate. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Where would we be without you? We'll see you next week. See you next week. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.